When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where like every single week, uh, we only record it once, and that's always super good. It gets perfect the first yeah, time, and then we never have to do it again. Straight up not true, Coach. Uh, your boy spent two hours trying to fix our last episode, and it straight up still sounded like hot garbage. So here we are, re-recording, and uh, hope you guys enjoy episode five of Moon Knight on the Marvel stuff. We well, that's Josh Kennedy in. from Facebook, uh, ruining <laughs> really the magic of the podcast. I'm Coach, and uh, joining us now, which is good, if we would have made a mistake, it would have been uh, maybe a silver lining, because now we have uh, our friend Noah. How's it going, Noah? What's up, everybody? I'm doing pretty well. And Noah's doing good. And uh, you were obviously uh, with us for the first recording as well, except that you weren't. So now you are, and we're excited about it. Um, Mostly because this is a dope episode. Do we all agree with that? Is that a good starting premise? Straight fire. My favorite episode that a Marvel Plus show has done. Yeah, I I said it, uh, and I think I might stick with it. I think it's up there. I would have to think about... I really like the uh, the opening of WandaVision, so it'd be interesting me, for me to, to parse every episode, but it's super fun, and I, I love it a lot, and there's a lot of things to get into, so let's, uh, let's do that. I kind of want to do this as like a, as a different sections we learn about, so let's focus first on the story that's happening. We're going to, we're going to, not talk about the the reveals of the trauma and stuff yet. We're just going to kind of focus on the hippo goddess and the boat and, you know, all that mystical stuff we sort of learn about. I think that's a cool part of what happens in this, this episode. We learn a lot of fun stuff. We get to see a lot of cool stuff. Is there anything in particular that stuck out to you guys? Uh, I loved how the whole premise of it was it was in after not in afterlife not the afterlife and we got to you know i'm sure we referenced it the first record we're gonna reference it again because there was no first record they referenced the (laughs) ancestor plane by uh black panther so that was super hype and that was pretty early on in the episode and it made me really happy yes yes i did i loved the the reference i really enjoyed the because uh, we're not talking about any of the, I really enjoyed the more of the connections. Like I had to watch it again once I learned I was going to be on the podcast. I watched the episode again, and there are a lot of really small connections to all the previous episodes. Yeah, when we oh, see absolutely. the asylum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the the boat's super cool, and like Josh said, I think one of my favorite things is again, it's that that idea that they there's all these different afterlifes which means that all of the different, I don't know if you'd call them faiths or religions or, or whatever, all the, the things we're going to see, um, you know, we've already got Thor. I think we see Zeus in the, is that, do we see Zeus in the Thor trailer? I think, I kind of feel like you do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Zeus is playing them. Yes. Yeah, so we're seeing all these different things from different mythologies. Um, and I like that Marvel just kind of went, 
now they all make sense. It's all it's all the same. It's not like everybody who dies would go to the ancestral yeah. plane. That talk about into. a perfect way to do it, because like you know, Thor in Norse mythology, everyone wants to go to Valhalla, and then we also like have some relevance to Greek mythology now with Zeus and I assume some sort of planet that's reflective of Mount Olympus or something along those lines. And I'm that that got me more excited for Thor than anything that I've seen so far because Greek mythology is my jam. And uh, the ancestral plane, we've talked about this before. It's like it's not even specifically an afterlife, but more a location that your consciousness can go to, which is similar to how this whole episode has Stephen and Mark within the asylum. It's a construct of, I guess, their minds, but also a place that they go. Yeah, I don't think it's a construct of their minds per se. I think it. It feels to me, at least, like the episode really wants to hammer home that this is this is a plane of existence that, like, I don't know if it's your spirit or whatever you would call it, goes to. It's like it exists in the same way, you know, the weird Doctor Strange mirror worlds and stuff like that exist. They all exist at the same time. You're like, you don't send your mind to the mirror dimension like you go. I think that's what this episode wanted to get at. Does anyone else have that same feeling? It's, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of different ways that this could be translated, because there's like, okay, clearly he just died, like, that's, we saw it happen. Yeah. He got double tapped in the heart, like, he's dead. So he went somewhere, now, did his body go somewhere, did his mind go somewhere, did his soul go somewhere, it's, it's all a little confusing, but I yeah, think that's Yeah, it feels to me that it's, it's the soul, it's like the Doctor Strange getting punched out of his... His body. I think that's. It's hard to say. You're right. They, I they don't wonder give a definitive if, answer. If there's like another plane of existence that's like considered where people go after the soul stone is, uh, you know, retrieved, they end up in that weird like water pool type of deal with the with the stone in their hand. Is that another plane of existence? I think because so, they yeah. just kind of jump there. So I just love how Marvel is kind of really embracing that there's just multiple levels of existence and how things work within their universe. And they don't feel the need to properly explain everything. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's definitely the way that they're making it feel like it's like limbo. It is truly like that that in between of death and rea- and life, and that's why he's doing the measurements. And I, the way that I saw it was, you know, how when people talk about near death experience, they always say that your life flashes before your eyes in that split second. I think that's truly what this is encompassing. It's just that light the light leaving your eyes right like right after death or right before death i mean it's just like he's reliving all of those moments in the blink of an eye yeah yeah let's talk about those moments because that was definitely a highlight of the episode just mark having to truly show steven everything that's uh happened in his life and as the viewer you get to be part of that yeah there's no doubt uh that the walkthrough of the memory is that's the heart of the episode. I think it's the heart of the whole series. Um, and they set it up well with the whole two hearts and they don't balance, they don't weigh, so they need to figure it out by opening up. All this stuff kind of, I think the whole series, like I said, was building to that probably 25-minute stretch of where they have to go back inside of the boat, back inside of this asylum, and yeah. Mark and Steven need to confront um, some realities. Yeah, we've had uh, further discussions that, like, well, at least for myself while I was watching this, uh, when it was first referenced that, like, oh, these hearts aren't full, I thought for sure we were getting our first glimpse at the the 
third personality within Mark. Like Same. that just kind of made sense to me. But the way that they kind of like wrote it off, like, okay, you just have to show him everything. It also was a crazy good plot device. So I guess either way would have been fine. The way they did it was clearly the one that won out and I'm fine with it. Yeah. And, and it's, you're right. It's super cool. I know that uh, if you watch the episode, there's sort of two things happening inside of this sound. There's them walking through it and going through doors and stuff. And the continuum was flashing back to like sitting in front of Dr. Harrow getting treatment, I guess is what you'd say, right? He'd, they're, they're yeah, it's more, it's like a therapy session mostly. He doesn't yeah. actually have like chemicals going in. Although, and we'll, I love how he's like, it felt like he was gaslighting this whole time. It's a little bit different, I believe. Uh, that's kind of your opinion, coach, in this one, but. In some ways, he's like, yeah, we would never inject you against your will, but that had just happened a minute ago, the last time they were in the asylum type of no, thing. It super makes you – the whole the whole therapy session thing makes you totally wonder what's happening. Is this happening at the same plane of existence as the asylum? But it doesn't seem to be because they are jumping away from it to go back to – so that's – I don't know what's going on there. I really don't. Um, I don't yeah. think I have a definitive answer. That's a good point because we're in the asylum for the memories and walking around and clearly no one's coming to get them. But then we're also kind of in Dr. Uh, Harrow's office, which is also in the asylum. And he just keeps kind of jumping back and forth. So it's like, how real is this asylum? What exactly is going on? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, You're going ahead now. I think the asylum is, is actually the part of in his mind, and the not the duat. Is it called the duat? Yes. The the yeah. So yeah. the duat is the rea- is the actual reality. Like yes, he's truly going oh. through the stages of death. So I the duat's the people in the sand. Is that what it is? Oh, man. It doesn't matter. The name of the ship is it, it, irrelevant. The name of the ship is awesome because it's it's awesome. Yes, the <laughs> sand. But yeah, no, I, I get that right. Like when they're on the ship, that's their. That's the weird plane of existence they're going on. Then they go inside of their hearts or minds or whatever you want to call it to travel through the asylum. I still don't understand what the therapy session is. And I I think we might get the answer at the end. I think there's like a small chance that it's like it took place at a time that, you know, didn't isn't being shown. Like maybe that therapy session actually happened way in the future or way in the past or something i don't i have no idea but as a state like this is obviously uh the penultimate episode the one right before the end always the and, best episode right yeah pretty much always and there's a lot they have to wrap up in this last episode i mean i know i've thought about that in previous series as well but there are so many different storylines going on i i just really hope the finale doesn't feel overloaded yeah I, you're right mm. That's, we'll, we'll get to that after we uh yeah, keep let's break. Let's break it down. Let's jump into the best part of the episode. That's that's the the realization of of where the trauma came from, where the split happened. We learn we learn a lot of stuff, really. We I mean we learn about his becoming the Moon yeah, Knight. Uh, we, we learn later's Gators. We get the origin story of that, and uh, your boy called the mom dying in episode the one mom, or being dead. The, and we was... see the mom being dead. So so ask yeah. This will be my question. I'll let both of you go. Tell me which reveal of information was your favorite and why? Uh, personally, uh, it, was, it wasn't my favorite because I felt bad for the character, but like the most heart-wrenching 
was the death of the younger brother and then the mother being so cruel to him about it because he is a child in the scenario and he's kind of at that age where, you know, perceivably the mother could be upset with him for some reason, but like he, he's still a kid. All right. Yeah. So Noah, what about you? Is there any part of this, uh, this episode, any of the information reveals that were kind of your favorite ones or just something you appreciated that we learned? So mine was definitely the, the reveal of when Steven became an altar. And I mean, I've talked about it on the, the show. The, the child bit. one or like the, when he took over? The child. The, the, the child. child. Gotcha. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So when, yeah, the first time we see Mark um, and Steven chain places, because again, I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. Uh, someone very close to me suffers from DID. And the first thing that uh, she told me was that it is, started uh the idea started through childhood trauma and you don't realize that you really have it until you become an adult you use it as a coping mechanism for some people not all but uh you use it as a coping mechanism and seeing it done in the way that the kid like so much shout out to that child actor playing young mark because the way that he switches to steven and realizes oh i have to start cleaning and mom will, won't be mad anymore. And then she comes in and whoops him still. That part, as gut-wrenching and as emotional as it was, it was so... I finally was able to see firsthand what uh, what she would talk about when she talked about switching and why it happened and when it first happened for her. So that, to me, blew my mind to watch it firsthand. Uh, not to get like too personal, but have you had this like the discussion of the, that person watching this episode yet, or have they not gotten to it considering it's you know came out yesterday? <laughs> Just... uh, so I've been I've been talking to them because I want to know their thoughts on it because not only do they have DID but they're also Jewish, so I'm like, yeah, I I, I need to know your thoughts on it. But uh, she's taking her time. She has a bunch of other shows and stuff like that that she's watching. But I really do want to figure out if if it was if it stood my thoughts on it, seeing as she actually has it. Gotcha. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think it's it's not only it's first of it's effective, right? They not only is it the more realistic way to as it started as a child, but it's also the most effective for the audience to immediately absorb. Right? We all understand that kids are vulnerable. We all like get that inherent inherent desire to see kids be safe. So when we see that happen, it makes perfect sense uh, to an audience member who has no idea about anything to do with mental health. You would like, you would get it. You'd be like, yeah, I get it. A kid's being beaten by his mom. It makes sense. So kudos. Good job. Yeah. Uh, I wanted a couple just other things I wanted to say about it. Just the fact that, uh, Steven kind of takes control in the situation, locks Mark out of the uh, one of the initial memories, and then through other memory banks, Mark was able to rejoin him because it's a separate memory, but they kind of like, you know, Steven went through the whole ordeal. Yeah, the logistics of how they're getting to the memories from like going from room to room and stuff is, yeah. It's pretty cool. And it's, it's just, cool. yeah, I mean, obviously Oscar Isaac, we can't praise his acting enough. He's just so stupid good. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, I definitely want to. We'll, we'll we'll take we'll spend a solid two minutes at the end, uh, discussing how he deserves all the awards. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say uh, another part that I very much enjoyed in terms of the memories um, was how we, get, we, we don't really always get to see like a, a stand-up father figure in TV shows or in movies in the way that we got to see in his father. About him just, like, the birthday scenes were the part that I was like, am, am mostly talking about. Like, oh, we'll still celebrate your birthday. Like, we'll do it with T-Stick. We'll do it together. And the fact that he had that connection with his son, I thought was just really cool. And I'm, it's kind of upsetting because now I want to know where he's at. Like, if he passed away, like, what's going on there? Well, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of touched at the beginning, like near the whenever he exits the memories that like the mother died about two months ago, real time. So I imagine the father's still alive, and I do hope they have some sort of a reunion at some point. That would be cool because yeah, the dad was the real MVP, but I also can appreciate how Mark was uh, when he was finally old enough to move out of the house. He said, "You did your best, but also, why didn't you leave her earlier?" You saw what she was doing to me, things along those lines. And I really appreciated mm-hmm. that scene, even like that actor. And he wasn't even in the show much, but the the way he conveyed, conveyed the emotion was great. Yeah, no, it was, it was well done. I don't know that I agree with the general take that the dad was the MVP, but I think that's a pretty touchy subject when it comes to, to things like. In the situation, he's yeah, exactly. much yeah. the better parent. Yeah, he's definitely not father of the year. If he was, he would have, you know, taken his son out of danger. Yeah, but... and then you'd argue it's not that he... There's plenty of debate. We don't have nearly enough information to get into that stuff, but it exactly. was very emotional, powerful, and, like, well done. It definitely conveys a lot. Um, I like the... I like the reveal to Stephen that Stephen is not the main character. I think the, the reveal to Stephen that he's the... He's the one who's created. Oh, yeah, his reaction to be like, oh, I'm just a construct. I haven't actually lived a whole life. Yeah, that was so, great. So that realization, um, I think, is the is the, is the is the move right there. My baby's waking up, so. But it was, to me, that was really good. It was really smart. We obviously said it back in the first episode, but I don't think people who experienced this show with no knowledge of the comics or no knowledge of anything, I don't know that you would have known that Mark was the main uh, the main character really that's a good point. reveal i think yeah. there's a chance you would have thought is is it really is it baby steven but and then we realized later that steven had only taken full control because of the mother dying and mark not wanting to deal with that um, i got so i think it. that's really cool how they it showed us how we got to the beginning of the series just to accentuate that whole moment i really loved how we got a tease a few episodes ago showing the crappy VHS movie of Dr. Stephen Grant. So we get the idea that he got the name from the movie, but then later when the actual switch happens, it has a poster for that terrible movie. And it had the the tagline that it's like, Doc, uh, Dr. Stephen Wright isn't, a, isn't afraid to fight or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. it was just really cool how it brought it all the way back around just in that way. I mean, clearly it was intentional. It was just perfectly, perfectly done. Absolutely. I think the last uh, real reveal we need, we could talk about is the Moon Knight uh, becoming Moon Knight scene. It was visually dope. Yeah. It was interesting visually enough. Sick. Uh, yeah. The I little mean, Bushman, the little Bushman uh, Easter egg, not even Easter egg. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. I, could, I think. Um, I don't know if I, I'm up. I, they handled it the way they were going to handle it, and that's fine. It, could they have done the whole scene? 
where uh, the research team is overrun by his former partner, and we get to kind of see that. That would, I mean, I guess, reveal to Stephen all of the the like death of Layla's father. Because I mean, I feel like that's a pretty significant thing that he would want to share. But I mean, regardless, we saw the, the body. We saw the body, Dad. We saw the aftermath. We know we know what happened. I don't think it's right. Probably saves them a lot of time and money to not actually have to film uh, people yeah. getting put down. You know, it would be sick though. If they had like a nice Killmonger cameo right in there. That would have been nasty. <laughs> <laughs> More cameos, uh, the Michael better. B. Jordan. <laughs> that would be wild. That would have been that would be wild. Um, I mean, who's to say that we don't? Because I mean, again, Bushman is Moon Knight's like that is his main goblin. That is his that that that's his red skull. So I want to know if and in the comics, Moon Knight cuts off Bushman's face. I want to know if that's going to be Jake. Could uh, be. Yeah, I'm because we now like have like we've all assumed that Jake is the murderous one, the more violent one, the one who was in the sarcophagus who was like banging. So I'm very intrigued to see if we get to see Jake, or if will Jake be a teaser for season two or whatever. I think we'll see him a little. I think, I think we'll at least get the reveal. Um, in whatever fashion that means, I don't really know, but I do think the reveal will happen. Um. Let's wrap this episode up before we jump into spoiler things. Anything? I mean, we see Stephen fall in the sand. I don't. I don't, I don't know. If we know what that means, but Mark's being shepherded to the field of reeds. His yeah, there's there's balance. something to that sand scene because I mean, it, yeah. it's probably not the end of Stephen, but it could be perceived as so. I know when I watched it, I was kind of like leaning either way, and I was like it's possible that they just threw Steven overboard and then one of the other personalities is going to take over. But that's just pretty much unlikely because obviously he's Mr. Knight and it's going to continue. And he's a crowd favorite for sure. Yeah, it, it is interesting how they'll justify it. Can he just like rezone him because he's actually just a... We've got a lot mind. of zones to cover. This is what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, we know. have this field of reeds... We have Steven in the sand with the boat, and then we have the asylum, and then we have the office in the asylum, and we have to make all of this make sense, and eventually we're going to get back to the tomb where he was shot in the first place, so it's like, it's a lot to fit in one episode. Yeah, I know, and they and they established the rules, they established the rule that he can't just be brought back, because his body's still dead, so they've like established the rule that Layla's going to have to go get Conchu. So that way, when he gets his soul sent back, his body can revive itself and all that stuff. So that's a whole section we know we're going to have to watch. That was a killer plot point. I really loved how they explained that. Like, yeah, just because your soul is ready to go back to your body doesn't make your body any less dead. I was like, that's dope. I love that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I think the whole, um, the reveal that, like, souls are coming in too early and that's how, like, they're going to get sent back. Because too often in shows, you just, like, Oh, but I gotta go back, and they're like, "Okay, sure, you're not dead anymore." Like, well, is that how that works? Because it seems like a lot more people would come back from the dead if that was if it was that simple. That that simple, but they they set up like a reason that it needed to happen. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm super curious about how that stuff's all gonna work out. Uh, There's just so much. There's so much to the episode. Are we gonna learn what the therapy room is? Like, are we gonna learn? 
Yeah, I don't I don't know what we're gonna learn to be honest. I feel like we have to. I feel like we have to figure out because again, I, these last couple of episodes have been great and I've loved them, but I think we've also forgotten that like the whole point of the show, or at least the beginning part, was like making sure we don't summon uh Ahmet. Which is already too late. Yeah, yeah uh, I think that's a perfect transition to like I guess predictions or what's definitely going to happen. A la CGI fight in the sky, and they're going to do another trope, but it's it's okay. That purple sky game coming out of the pyramid, just a absolute take it to the bank moment. Uh, yeah, that that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be some big CGI fight between two Egyptian gods probably controlled by the you know the avatars but also i don't know if there's gonna be two different planes of the fight going on i don't i don't really know that what they're gonna cool. do that would look visually dope i know it's but like it's this. also like i feel like i've seen the cgi fight to end the series before <laughs> yeah well that's just the way it's got to be man which you just have to accept it as part of but it doesn't though <laughs> but it does though but it does though it just has to be that way there's no other it's the rules all right. The rules are the rules. We can't break the Marble rules. Marble ending is marble ending. Math is yes. math. Math, <laughs> math is, is math. math. Uh, God's good. Love it, bro. Someone make that a meme on the Facebook group. Marble ending <laughs> is the marble ending. It's just it's the way it is, man. Um, but that, so that's obviously gonna happen. But there's all that cool stuff. I'm excited to see what the field of reads is all about and, and what Mark's gonna experience while he's there. I know that I got it. And it's going to, you just, you got to make them come is what he's got to do. He's got to build it and they will come. That's, that's how it's going to work. That's the field of dreams. Josh. I know. I know. I know. You see they're going to, they're going to, the they're going to be derivative of it. That's what it's gonna I don't know that they're going to do like, ah. like, instead of a giant CGI fight, we have like a weird baseball, <laughs> a weird baseball match in the field. You know, I oh, got to be honest match? with you. If they base the last episode of Moon Knight on a really bad pun, I might be disappointed. All right. Well, feel, maybe, maybe there's feel. there's a small segment of society that would be super pumped to see that. That's all I'm saying. Really excited about it. That's true. There is a small really section, and those easy. people can watch. Those people can watch Marvel. What if is what they can watch, or they could just go watch Field of Dreams again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a long. It's a long movie, man. It's, it feels boring for a while there. It's it ends well though. Um, but yeah. Other other predictions we think we gonna happen. Obviously, we said we know Layla's gonna have to do her action scene to unleash Kanchu. I think Steven's gonna come back. I'm just curious if it's gonna be like can Mark just like re-manifest him in his mind, or because the show sort of makes it feel like Steven had his are own we, soul and own heart and stuff. Are we gonna see more Osiris stuff? Like now that he's in Osiris's like realm or bridge back to reality, like is that gonna happen? That's a whole other thing. So. I think there's a chance we will see Osiris, um, which I'm excited about. Osiris is dope. Yeah, he's dope. He's dope. Do you think so. we're going to see any of the other Midnight Suns? No, no, not in this show. Maybe no. someday. I'd love to see some more of them, but I, I don't see that happening with this movie. Or, excuse yeah. me, show. I see, I, so. I could see a cameo from Kit Harrington. I really could. I could see it. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think I think it's well within the realms of possibility. Uh, my guess would be that it doesn't happen. Um, I can't wait to see some Black Knight in action, though. Oh, that's going to be so cool. Anyway, I agree. Does anyone else have any uh, any other predictions before we move on to 
starting the our, campaign for Oscar Isaac for the Emmys. Also, we got to talk about our epic Strange Week next week. We'll get yes. that done here yeah, soon. We'll, we'll at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac. It's my opinion this is the best acting that's been done in Marvel, uh, with RDJ being a close second. I'm with you. I'm I with think, you there. That might be blasphemy to our listeners, but like, have you seen this guy? He's great. He's playing it's absolute so insanity. It is insanity. Like the scene in the in the road where he's like crying and losing his mom, and then he like just gets up and says, like, "Oh, where am I?" And he calls it. It's all. It's all insane. It's like absolutely. It's just if you don't think about it when it's happening because it's just like, "Oh, this is a fun show." But when you stop and really think, like, "Oh, he just like did that. He like was doing this." And then he just instantly did that, and his face changes, and his shoulders relax, and his like whole body morphs. Yeah, I mean it's, that might be a little derivative of like Split, where like when he's the creature version of himself, he's all of a sudden like ten times more jacked. But Moon Knight's been around a long time, so yeah, maybe not. Yeah, but I, think, I mean, I, but also, I mean, that was a lot of award buzz going on for James McAvoy when Split came out because it was impressive true um, yeah there's not hey, a lot I of mean, people who can do it in a way that makes the two characters feel so different especially when it's two like real I, people i hope this show gets the same amount of love as wandavision did as far as like emmys are concerned because they got nominated for a lot of awards and they won a decent amount of them right yeah 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 but again yeah Wasn't I think most that of that from a technical standpoint though most of the marvel stuff is yeah, yeah. I would love for them to get like a legitimate like best actor or best you know supporting actor. <laughs> I think there was a meme that I saw. It might have been on our Facebook page where he nominated for both main character and supportive character. I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's money. Let's do it." That's really funny. No, I think there's a legitimate chance that he'll. I think there's a legitimate chance to be nominated. There's a lot of really good TV. Um, yeah, he's gonna lose so to Jason Sudeikis playing Ted Lasso again, but that's okay. Because that show is great too. That show is funny, but now he won't win it. Uh, I think there's a chance. I think it's that good. I would love to stop and really sit down and think about all the performances that have happened. I think RDJ towards the end really like had honed in on Iron Man. Yeah, he kind of had to in those last couple movies. He was just like taking it. He's turning it up a notch because he knew he was about done. And he also knew how much money they were paying him to appear in the last few movies. (laughs) But uh, I got to cry. Yeah, so he he was pretty impressive. But this is as good as anything that there is. I think it and the kid, no more another the kid did a good job too in his little thing. Um it was very interesting. But okay, yeah, enough flowers for him. Uh, he gets paid well enough. He doesn't need our praise. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna hear the podcast, but if you do, Oscar Isaac, feel free to oh, rate us five stars he, and leave a review that you're listening. He definitely listens. He he listens all the time. He's, he's not busy. <laughs> The main reason he even took the show is because of this podcast. Even though it I was really want them to talk about me someday. Yeah, that would be the goal. Um, yeah, so let's talk about next week. We got a lot of stuff going on. We got it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, Doctor Strange week is going to be really cool. I'm excited for what it. We're going to talk about during Doctor Strange week. Well, we're going to talk uh, about Doctor Strange. I think it's one yep. of the things. Uh, we're we're doing, we will uh, talk about the finale of Moon Knight. That will happen during that week. God, it's such a good week next week. Just good Marvel stuff. 
I am just stupid excited for next week. And yeah, we're we're doing five five Marvel stuff episodes to go with the five days of the week. And uh, Coach, you're kicking it off. Your idea is kicking it off. I suppose you and I are both doing the episode, but please tell the audience about it. Yeah, starting on Monday, we're going to drop a uh, another Marvelous Depths. We're going to do a deep dive into WandaVision. And uh, like those series are all about, it's usually WandaVision for an excuse to get to know me better and, and why that show kind of connects to me in a special way. Josh is going to run it like an interview and and uh, i think you guys are gonna like it a lot it's gonna be a ton of fun yeah and then tuesday me and uh, my boy noah over there we're gonna be doing uh the first ever crossover episode uh co-release for radioactive paper cuts we've been doing comic book club over there we're doing volume one of dr strange surgeon supreme it was the 2019 series we're gonna do a little bit of a dive on the artwork the storytelling all that good stuff and that'll be out on tuesday yeah, awesome. And then Wednesday, obviously, will be the the review of Moon Knight's final episode. And we'll also, at the end, we'll tack on a um, sort of final predictions of what we think is going to happen in Doctor Strange. So if you don't want to like have things, because we know a little bit of information, don't yeah. maybe not listen to that part until after you've watched the movie. But I don't think we're going to like... That's a good point. Coach, you know what we forgot to do, though? This whole like last couple months, we forgot to say who's almost definitely going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You know what? So. It's because we were so dead on with Spider-Man. We got every prediction right. I think it Just really ruined a lot so of people's many. experience. Yeah, that's true. So, we probably shouldn't spoil as much. We'll do one, though. We'll have, we'll one, we'll have one that one person that's for sure definitely going to be in Doctor Strange. We'll bring it back for Doctor Strange. But yeah, we're excited to talk about it. We'll do our last little preview of what we know. Um, so we're really trying not to give away any information for people who are trying to go into it blind. So, but Wednesday we'll, we'll do a last little jump into there. And then obviously Thursday, we've got our spoiler free review. I know we've got a a crew of us going down for a parking lot, a review, which is going to be super fun. And then, yeah, by Friday is going to be the uh, all the marbles. Hopefully Noah's seen Dr. Strange by that point. And he can join us for the full review because he's too cool for school to come see the movie with us on Thursday. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, I have rehearsal. I'm sorry, I'm busy with theater. Yeah, how dare you have a social cool? That's what I'm saying. Sounds pretty cool. You were too cool for school. I think Josh nailed it in the most appropriate way. Right on the head. (laughs) But we're going to be doing that full review on Friday. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be full of spoilers. I'm sure we're both going to be, we're all going to be clamoring for the the big event. But I really hope you guys are all prepared because we're growing all the time. Isn't that right, coach? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really cool. I think every time I check out our, our numbers, they just keep going up. Um, they spike all the time when these movies and shows come out, but then they like they spike and then flatline. They don't like spike and go back down, which is really fun. So that means when you guys are engaging, you're sticking around. So yeah, we appreciate you guys that are sticking around. It's pretty awesome. I'm uh, keep showing super it to people because people obviously like it. I know our reviews are we're getting good reviews. So that's all thanks to you guys, and we appreciate all that stuff. Uh, I know we've been working on a way to sort of uh, reward you. We might uh, take advantage of Noah. Um, and make him, 3D printer. Make him 3D print some some giveaway stuff. We'll see what we can we can get out of him. But, yeah, we just love it. We love you guys being around. Print, so keep, keep five-star rating with him. Who knows? Maybe you'll win something. Maybe yeah, win. we'll set up an actual competition maybe the following week for Strange Week so everybody comes back and we'll do a sweet giveaway. It's going to be oh, great. Man. Change is gonna be awesome, but yeah. In the meantime, guys, just trying to have too much fun without us. We're gonna save all the fun for next week. Once next week starts, then have uh, all the fun you could possibly want. Um, I'm gonna jump off and go watch this here draft. Let's hope the Lions don't blow it. If they're the Lions, they're gonna blow it. They're gonna draft a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like sports, and they're gonna blow it. 
Oh, that's <laughs> sad here. All right, don't have too much trouble about us. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that episode of the Marvel Stuff Podcast. If you want to hear more from me, Josh Kennedy from Facebook, I have an additional podcast called Radioactive Paper Cuts, where I interview friends, family, and other content creators. We've been covering nerd TV shows as well, so if you want to see some stuff on The Witcher, or right now, Peacemaker, go check it out.